Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Recording. Recording, everybody. Hello, hello. What up, what up? Welcome to Two Black Girls, One Rose. Where together we'll uncover what we can learn about modern dating, love, and relationships from popular television. I'm Natasha. And I'm Justine. And today we're closing out our Experts versus the Apps series mm-hmm. with a very special, special guest. Yes. Dating and relationships coach Anwar White. Mm-hmm. He is co-host of the Get Your Guy Coaching podcast, where every mm-hmm. week Anwar gives actionable advice, tips, and strategies to level up your love life. Whether it's how to manifest your husband, dating while uncomfortable with touch, mm-hmm. how to stop attracting toxic narcissistic men, mm-hmm. Anwar mm-hmm. covers it all on his podcast. And y'all may already know Anwar from his very popular TikTok account mm-hmm. um, at Dating Coach Anwar, um, where he gives all kinds of tea and <laughs> just like mm-hmm. dispels a lot of myths and a lot yes. of really really great. Yeah, like strategic advice on dating for women. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> Anwar also works one-on-one with clients, primarily mm-hmm. women of color, on how to mm-hmm. date with strategy, how to meet high-quality men. Um, and we sat down with Anwar and talked a lot about the apps specifically, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. best practices, which apps are the best, how to – he gave a lot of, like, strategic advice. Yes. Like, yes, he, re- gave, he did a lot of, of like, <laughs> reframing. Like, he reframed how I think about yeah. how single women should be out here dating and mm-hmm. and treating themselves and treating other men. Yes. Dating on the apps. Yeah. His whole thing is around becoming more selfish and self-centered. Mm-hmm. And in doing so, mm-hmm. you will attract self-actualized men. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we had a really, really great conversation with him. I mean, he dropped – gems on top of gems. so many gems yeah. you guys so much oh i so much i wish i knew when i was on Bruh. these damn ads hello oh my god <laughs> it was taken nearly as seriously Jesus. <laughs> yeah a lot lighter yeah Anwar yeah. was telling me what to do when i was single <laughs> right just like how to relieve the pressure even mm-hmm. i mean he gets into it we'll get into it in the inter- in the interview but I think the one thing that stuck with me is um, like the purpose of your app. The purpose of your profile is, or purpose of using the apps in your profile is to engage in conversation, not necessarily mm-hmm. find a husband. 
Yeah. Like yeah. just taking yeah. that expectation out and just reframing it, I think mm-hmm. will just have you um, just have a less strenuous like time mm-hmm. when mm-hmm. you're sitting there swiping. So um, I'm very excited for you guys to hear that interview. Mm-hmm. Honestly, like open up your notes app and get a little notebook. Yes. Like, yes. It was like that kind of interview. He gave a lot mm-hmm. of good nuggets. Um, and then we have a uh, Patreon exclusive little bonus mm-hmm. chat with Anwar. Mm-hmm. Um, so mm-hmm. head on over to Patreon if you want to hear us um, chat with Anwar about the Ebony K. Williams and mm-hmm. Ayanla Van Zant debate that is mm-hmm. still going around. I think that was like it last is. week, damn near it two weeks ago. <laughs> two weeks ago. Yeah. Two weeks ago. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, which um, is like a huge viral clip of Ebony and Ayanla engaging in conversation. Um, and the question the question was posed to Ebony of whether she would date a bus driver. And her response mm-hmm. back was, well, does he own the bus? Mm-hmm. And now everybody has an opinion and um, it's caused a lot of conversation and dialogue um, mm-hmm. around black women and dating and mm-hmm. what mm-hmm. should be the standards, what should not be, how should we be, um, how we should be approaching dating. Um, mm-hmm. And um, yeah. What are your thoughts, friend? Yeah. On this. I'm mean, going deeper, but yes. a quick little nugget. I really attempted to be as neutral as I could when I was watching a lot of these clips, but I did watch her on the breakfast club, like really double down on what she was saying. Um, and also use a lot of statistics that were like pretty old. Um and I also, listeners, if you guys didn't know, my exact type is like a blue collar guy. Like I have always been attracted to blue collar guys. Um, and I've never really had the requirement of like, you have to have a degree to, in order for me to date you, even though I have one, mm-hmm. cause I just don't think it's the only path to success. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just think that her... It's okay that she doesn't want to date a bus driver, I think, because she's famous. So, like, Mm. I think that's fine. But her response of, does he own the bus? I think if he owned the bus, you wouldn't date him either, Ebony, Mm. because you're Mm. famous. So, like, Mm. I think that the kind of pretentious nature of her response is what really hit a lot of people the wrong way mm-hmm. and what really mm-hmm. made me upset as well. Mm-hmm. And I just, I would very happily date a blue collar man. And I don't think they're necessarily, if you get with a blue collar man, is that necessarily the path to generational wealth? No. Is it a path to stability? Yes. Mm-hmm. And that is fine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I don't mm-hmm. want to work within the confines of my husband is just there to create generational wealth and that's it. Um, but that's pretty much what I think. What do you think mm-hmm. about it, friend? Yeah, I didn't watch The Breakfast Club. I honestly watched the clip and then I just like dipped out because I was like, this oh, okay. conversation, just like, just the nature of it just annoys me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just mm-hmm. the fact, because whatever Ebony's going to say is not going to land correctly. It's going to hit people in a, in a bad way. Ayanla's mm-hmm. mm-hmm. response is going to also hit people and, you know, the lot of, yeah. the lot of the... Yes conversation you're hearing like the anti ayana's like she doesn't get it she's too old she's out of the dating like and it just to me just becomes unproductive and i think i get frustrated because and 
and um, Alan goes into this um, in our conversation on Patreon, how, um, you know, uh, what's the term? Like well-educated, over-educated, like um, black women who are making six figures, whatever, um, mm-hmm. are forced to have these conversations that literally no other race, race of women is having has to do has yeah. to do mm-hmm. and it's because mm-hmm. of just kind of the facts and statistics of black women are are over educated and compared to black men or mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um are making more money than black men and so we're forced into have these conversations and forced to make these statements about our standards and then we have this whole debate on well is that fair to be talking you know saying that black men you know he needs to own the bus like and just mm-hmm. becomes unproductive. And so mm-hmm. 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 Um, I like where we take it with Onware, where we try to bring some productivity to the conversation as to like, yeah. what is, re- what are we really talking about here? Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I think I- I'm glad the conversation is happening though. Like I'm glad mm-hmm. there is dialogue around this and we're hearing both sides. And I too have tried mm-hmm. to be like neutral to understand. Cause I- my first inclination was siding with Ebony Mm-hmm. And a lot like feeling like she's every right and allowed to have these standards. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think just being able to have open conversation, but then it just gets icky. And now we have black men saying weird. this. Yeah. It just, it, it's get weird. And I, I just knew it was going to go to that place, which is why yes. I was so frustrated. And I was like, I'm just going to dip out of this whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, the way yeah. Ebony is propping up that book. And Ebony's She's like, if you want to know more, <laughs> buy my book. Like, girl, uh, ain't nobody trying to guy your goddamn book, girl. Oh my god! Oh, no. And then now she's aye. like, you know, doing the tour, like, and yeah. doubling down, and yes, yeah, and yes, yeah. yeah, I don't know. It, it's just, yeah, it just takes it to a place where I'm like, this is where I knew exactly where I was gonna go, and I, know, I hate that right? for us. I hate right? that. I hate that she's on the defense like that. That makes that's what really irks me oh, about man. the whole thing. So I feel like it's just a bigger conversation. Like, why yeah. is black women are we in this essentially this predicament? And how yeah. do we get out of it? <laughs> or how do we help yeah. ourselves um get out of it or or whatever? And the perception, right? There's a perception there that I I was referencing, right? Of like, mm-hmm. oh, okay, I know exactly who you are. If you answer that question, like, does he own the bus? I know exactly what kind of lady you are, right? Mm-hmm. That's also part of the conversation too. Mm-hmm. Of like, I'm, I'm judging you. <laughs> I am. Yeah, the judgment. Did you answer the question like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I also mm-hmm. feel like it's very much like a gotcha question too. Like, oh, totally. I don't yeah. think it's yeah. Yeah, you're able to even give a very nuanced conversation or answer to a question mm-hmm. like that when mm-hmm, you're put on the mm-hmm. spot so mm-hmm, mm-hmm. the does he own the bus that was gonna land terribly <laughs> you know yeah for, i yeah. you know and ayanla's responses back to like it just i don't know the whole thing frustrated me but mm. we dive more into that on patreon with Anwar, we do who we helped do. us bring some productivity to it <laughs> he did yeah yeah, yeah yeah and then quickly so we also spoke about um Ayana and Jarrett mm-hmm, from mm-hmm. Love is Blind season two, because that's kind of been blowing up a bit too. Ayana mm-hmm. um, has come forward and talked about Jarrett cheated on her. And mm-hmm. if anybody watched Love is Blind, everybody was like, Ayana, don't say yes. No, from girl. The pods, baby. <laughs> we all knew it was going yep, to end terribly. 
Mm-hmm. Now we're like two, three years later. Now we're getting more tea years. about how terrible it was. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, man. So we, yeah, we also talked with Anwar um, on, on the during the Patreon chat about like why, why we try to like fit a square peg into a round hole. Yeah. yeah. Everybody in our life sees us doing it, but we can't see mm-hmm. it. Like, why does that mm-hmm. happen? Yeah. And yeah. What do you think? um uh yeah we get into it i don't want to like expose my perspective (laughs) on it um and anwar did actually give something really really great like a notable Mm. um piece of advice really really good but i think that she if we all knew watching this show she also knew and just didn't want to say anything yeah and was just in love with this man and I can't sit here and judge her too harshly because I too have been somewhere where I've been like, this is not going to work out, but I'm going to try my very best. <laughs> my hardest. I'm yeah. going to stuff this goddamn like I'm going to yeah. fit this puzzle piece no matter what right. the outcome is. Mm. Um, but I never got married. And my girl mm. got married. She got full married on TV. And that <laughs> is like wild to me and then had to expose him on the internet and now he's up on the internet and it's it's permanent and it's messy and you're still young ayana's still a young lady um and so i just think the whole thing is really sad but i can't come from a place of judgment from her because i've been there Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. or i've dragged Mm -hmm. something out for way too fucking long so Mm -hmm. I can't, I can't say what yeah. about you what about you yeah i mean i think anwar said it best where it's like we this happens more than we think yes Way we've either we done think. it ourselves or we are currently in a situation in our lives watching a friend do it like right now yeah yeah <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. um yeah it's unfortunate but it, i think it's um yeah you just like hoping and wanting for the best and just just those red flags just get buried I mean, they're there. Yeah. You know, they're there. And they're they're oh, flopping around. They are crimson. <laughs> they're uh, pink. They're yeah. like all the reds, all, all the, the reds, reds flying everywhere. And you're like, oh, never mind. It's oh okay. My God, I know. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But anyways, excited to dive into that interview. It was, it was awesome yes. with Anwar. Uh, mm-hmm. We cannot say this enough. If you love our interviews, you love our recaps, mm-hmm. if you want to hear the Ebony Ayan Latie you, mm-hmm. or you just want more from us please head to patreon.com slash numbers mm-hmm. two the number two black girls number one rose join the rose garden our amazing patreon community yes. we put out tons of bonus content every mm-hmm. week if you just want to hear more from us if you want to hear us chat about our thoughts on succession and um mm-hmm. in our recent mm-hmm. episode of girl what you watching we talked about beef on netflix and mm-hmm. um army hammers crazy ass and that mm. documentary <laughs> so mm-hmm. lots mm-hmm. lots more thoughts we just also dropped an episode on summer house martha's vineyard, martha's vineyard. yeah um mm-hmm. and we're covering the vanderpump finale um this week on patreon so mm-hmm. head on over to patreon.com slash two black girls one rose you can test mm-hmm. out a membership of the seven day free trial yes Yes, please yes, yes. Uh, do the free trial. It's great. Mm-hmm. You'll see how great we are. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Let's dive into our interview with dating and relationships coach Anwar White. Let's Well, welcome to the show, Anwar. Yes, We're super welcome. excited to have you here and dive into all the dating apps with strategy and all of that. Um, 
So first I want to talk, you have a background, you have an MBA, you're coming from an academic uh, kind of background, turn now dating and relationships coach. Talk to us about that journey. (laughs) How did you get here? Yeah, definitely. Well, first of all, thank you so much for having me. Um, Yeah, the way that I got into dating coaching was really interesting. I uh, had gotten my MBA and I had reached out to all of my girlfriends who had these fabulous lives. They were traveling, they had the amazing cars and homes and jobs, but their love life was totally in the toilet. And I was like, me being the type A person that I am, I was like, girl, this is ridiculous. Like, we are going to have to get this solved for you. And so that's what I did. I like took over their online apps and profiles, transformed them help them engage and interact with men. And before I knew it, in a couple of months, they had been getting into relationships. And within a couple of years, they were getting engaged. And so um, that's really how it formalized. But I got to let you know that this is something that I've done uh, since I was a kid in elementary school. Uh, I was helping the boys talk to the girls and the girls talk to the boys. You know, I think I'm Mm -hmm. very blessed to be able to navigate and have that both male, female, masculine and feminine perspective. Like I was playing basketball mm. with the boys and double dutching with the girls. Mm-hmm. So being able to mm-hmm. do that, I've really <laughs> been doing this all my life. Wow. And has your own, like, how have you, um, where do you think the skill set comes from and your expertise as your own dating and love history helped influence that? Or is this purely just <laughs> no girl? I, having I was like a, a mess. natural <laughs> Well, I guess so, right? I was a mess like everybody else. And I had to like <laughs> I had to really do the work. And you yeah. know, um, that's one of the reasons why I work with smart and successful women is because I was smart and successful and I thought that my ish did not stink. And I had to really do that work. And so that's what I help my clients do now. So a little bit, yes, it's helped me. But, you know, this work is something that a lot of us aren't really, like, none of us are taught how to date, right? And so Mm -hmm. this work that, and the way that I approach it is both qualitatively and quantitatively. So I'm reading a lot of Mm -hmm. books, but I'm also just a very intuitive person. Um, And, you know, growing up black and gay, I've had to be hyper observant of my surroundings and being able to read people and interact with people. And so, you know, in a lifetime of doing that, I've also had the chance of really getting and a deep understanding of how people move through this world and navigate relationships. Mm, Yeah. Yeah. I think that's, yeah. Just that hyper awareness um, that you've had to have has, I think, given you that edge and understanding people probably in a level that some of us just don't. <laughs> mm-hmm. What's your mm-hmm. MBA in? A general management. So I I got my MBA to get into fashion, and that's what I was doing oh, before. Wow. Yeah, I worked at Versace and Tom Ford and Guess oh, and wow. all of these different places. And then yeah, about 13 years ago, I was like, I'm going to stop doing this and start doing something that I really yeah. love, which is dating coaching mm-hmm, yeah. and relationship coaching. And that's what I've been doing ever since. Oh, wow. wow. Okay. Good so for you. Kind of, <laughs> yeah. Good for you. Number one, for like <laughs> quitting the big dogs, right? Working it. It's not an easy thing to move from Versace to entrepreneurship. And yeah. then also for you to go into an industry that's so into aesthetics and you talk a lot about aesthetics and your um, TikToks and things like that and how people present themselves and how they can feel their best. And you went from an industry that is supposed to do that, but most of the time doesn't (laughs) and to going into doing that actually for real life, for real people. That's really cool. Thank you. 
Um, so gotta ask, right? It's just straight up. Are you in a relationship yourself? Like, have you been able to match yourself up or are you more of the, like, I can teach, teach others, but, um, <laughs> it's not really my wheelhouse, uh, which a lot of people are. Yes, yeah. that's true. Uh, I'm married with three children. Uh, I've been married wow. for about 10 years now. And I'm of the mindset that, especially when it comes to dating coaching, you want to you want to find someone who has done it, who has gone from point A okay. to point B, because there's a mm-hmm. lot of nuances and things that you have to know about mm-hmm. where you are helping your clients navigate toward. And so mm-hmm. that's right. my mind. That's my mindset. That's my opinion. That's my thought. But yes, married, mm-hmm. uh, children, private school, yeah. ballet. Oh, boy. Yes. I'm a celebrity <laughs> mother of three, as they say. <laughs> Oh, that's awesome. I love that. We watched Patty Stanger for years on Millionaire Matchmaker. So long. Struggling to match herself. And it made me, it was always in the back of my mind. Like, I'm listening to you, Patty, but like, what's going on here? So that's awesome to hear that you have achieved what a lot of people that you're working for are are striving for. That makes, Mm -hmm. um, I think that brings probably your clients a lot of comfort, honestly. Yeah. And I would also say, you know, being gay has also helped me as a dating coach as well for women. I think that they just mm-hmm. come to me understanding that I'm not here to judge them, that they feel like they can just be right. their full authentic selves. Um, and I always think of it as okay. in fashion. One of the things that I would do was go around to stores and talk to clients and things like that. And one mm-hmm. of the things that they always said was I actually really enjoyed being helped by a gay man because there wasn't any judgment. He was there to support me, mm-hmm. empower me, and things like that. So I think that that mm-hmm. also helps in engendering a level of trust in my coaching relationships. Okay. Definitely. So you're saying that in terms of being not only gay, but also a man. Yeah. 100%. Right. If we're going to do Patty Sanger or Auntie Seema or any of those other <laughs> ma- fabulous matchmakers with lots of rules, sometimes as straight woman to straight woman, there can be a lot of judgment there. Correct. Mm. Their position. Okay. Got you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. It does. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I felt very judged watching Patty and I was 12. <laughs> Um, (laughs) (laughs) why do you work with, so you work with women of color specifically, you're working to match black and brown women. And you talk about how you were successful black man matching yourself and kind of navigating the love life space. Is that why you go specifically for women of color? Like you're trying to... Um, really make a difference in that way? Because I think the way that you do your work, you're actually like, tackling patriarchy low-key. <laughs> Why does it have to be low-key, girl? I think it's high-key. Thank you. Well, your heading is in tackling patriarchy with Anwar. Yeah. Well, well, you know, we do what we can. It's a little bit softer. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's a little bit of well, a softer approach. Well, patri- patriarchy, we can't go head on, girl. <laughs> exactly, exactly, exactly. Yeah. Um, I work with women of color because I love women of color. They're, you know, these are the women that have protected me throughout my entire life. My work is very Mm -hmm. personal to me, right? When I think about Mm -hmm. even my lineage, my great grandmother was married three times. My grandmother was married three times. My mom, my mother is on her fourth marriage. My sister is on her second marriage. Like Mm -hmm. there is a significant need for women of color. And Mm -hmm. I think, you know, the latest statistics is that 29% of black women are married. And that Mm -hmm. is roughly half the percentage of other race, Mm. racial groups. 
there's a big mm. need here. And there are specific mm. challenges that happen for women of color that their white counterparts are not privy to or do not have that lived experience, right? So yeah. for example, mm. and maybe you all can resonate with this, um, you know, Black women are taught to be very stoic and that they have to be perfect. And that hurts mm-hmm. them when it comes to vulnerability, which is mm-hmm. very important mm-hmm. to make deep connections in this part of our lives. Um, mm-hmm. You know, we don't grow up with a lot of boundaries. <laughs> so <laughs> when you don't understand that your boundaries will be respected, it'll be very difficult mm-hmm. for you to actually institute them in your adult romantic relationship. So part of my work is also mm. helping my my clients learn how to do that and feel safe and emotionally confident doing that. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. there are also a variety of other things. Many of our mothers and grandmothers were in their masculine energy. And so that's a model right. for us so that we, you know, people of color often are in our masculine energy as well, which is really difficult because most men are actually in their masculine energy and, and masculine and masculine mm-hmm. doesn't work. Right. And so mm-hmm. relationships are about compliments. It's about the yin and the yang. And so um, part of my work is helping my clients level up in both, you know, feminine energy, but also recalibrating the masculine. Yeah. So there are a variety of mm-hmm. specific challenges for women of color. Another, for example, another challenge that happens is that many um, black and brown women are late bloomers. They're not actually dating until they get to college. And so, Mm -hmm. whereas their white counterparts are dating in fourth and fifth grade. (laughs) And so there's like a catch-up game that happens. And with that lack of experience, we may not know how to do this. Not to mention that we're just not Mm -hmm. taught how to date. Many The message is don't get pregnant, don't be fast. So (laughs) Mm -hmm. there's there's an education that's involved in, in this level of work as well. Mm. Yeah, that hit for me, the latecomers uh, point. And I think that's so true, particularly for some like me. I grew up in a predominantly white space. I was the matchmaker among my friends, matching, you know, matching them with their uh, like on the playground. This guy was talking to that girl because the guys were not looking at me. So I'm playing that role for them. And I did that in elementary school, did that in middle school. I was never the girl that was being looked at. And so my dating experience started way later. And I never thought about it in that way, that that's not just a personal experience to me. That is probably a wider experience for a lot of you know yeah. women of color, particularly if you grew up in like a predominantly white space. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So interesting. I just kind of um, say something about mm-hmm. that really quickly, because there are a lot of Please. women that have had that experience. Nobody was checking mm-hmm. for me. Mm-hmm. I want to offer to you that these boys were actually checking for you. But yeah, yeah, they didn't want to go out of their social groups uh-huh. and actually yeah. uh-huh. scared. Exactly, yeah. talk to that black yeah. girl or that Latina girl. Right. So, yeah. but yeah. the what was received and what was conditioned and programmed was nobody's checking for me. So why do I even engage in this love thing to begin with? Right. And the reason mm-hmm. I say this is because. So many black and brown women are focused on dating interracially, right? So, you know, black women focused on black men or hyper-focusing black on them. Women. And, you know, the work that I do is I want I want y'all to date everybody. 
that's how you're going to have the biggest mm-hmm. probability of having amazing success in love. But so many women of right. color are actually just focused on the 13% of Black men that are in this nation or the 18% mm-hmm. of Hispanic men that are in this nation. And you cut off a lot of really great guys who are actually mm-hmm. checking for you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How I'm going to veer off a little bit. Uh-huh. Um, how do you, because that is something you hear a lot from Black women. Like, I, I only want to date a Black man. Um how do you work with that construct? How do you break that? Because that's something that's so held, that's usually held very deeply. Like mm-hmm. they've not, their whole lives been checking for white guys. They only mm-hmm. want a black king. And so how how do you crack through that with a woman who's in her 30s and that's all she's really wanted? You know. Well, I remind her that what she has been doing has not been working <laughs> and that we have <laughs> okay. to do things differently for a different result ultimately. Mm-hmm. And I, I run mm-hmm. the numbers. I run the numbers. I actually went pretty viral, I want to say a month or two ago. And a lot of Black men were very upset with me because I ran exactly the availability of Black men, which is roughly one out of 50 guys. Oh, that's right. I saw that yeah, video. Yeah. It went crazy. Oh, wow. yeah. mm-hmm. uh, and if you are looking for a Black man that is bare minimum ready for a relationship, but also makes six figures, has a graduate degree, and mm-hmm. is six feet or taller, it's one out of 250 men. Right. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. you get mm-hmm. to actually run your love life the way that you want to. Right. I'm yeah, not here to right. tell you what to do. In my program, right. we date everybody to see who's going to win the race and win you and treat you the best. Right. But also mm-hmm. understand that dating is an opportunity to learn about yourself. It is mm-hmm. a growth mm-hmm. journey. And if you're dating the same kind of guy, please realize you're not going to grow. But ultimately, mm-hmm. you have to date mm-hmm. a variety of different men to actually learn different parts of yourself. And that's really what this work is about. As we talk about dating on the apps versus matchmakers and things like that, please understand that the growth happens in engaging with a variety of different men and getting the clarity and understanding mm-hmm. what you want and what you need, right? What feels good mm-hmm. to you, what doesn't. Mm, yeah. And you're only going to get that growth and clarity through pushing yourselves outside of your limits. Mm-hmm. And experience. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Interesting. Um, okay. So we, we talked a little bit about TikTok. Dating talk is a wild world. You're in it. You're doing well. <laughs> you're very popular mm-hmm. on TikTok. And you talk a lot about... <laughs> oh, <laughs> talk your a- face. <laughs> Um, yeah, you talk a lot about strategy. You talk a lot about statistics, the numbers. Um, talk to us about how you get into those statistics. Where, where do these numbers come from? How and, and why is kind of that the niche area that you are kind of situating yourself in in dating talk? Well, the gag is that I was a statistics undergrad major. So okay. that was your major? <laughs> Correct. Yes. Oh, wow. wow. So, so you does numbers. <laughs> so it's just, it's very natural to me. I have to, okay. and for my high achieving, smart and successful women that I work for, they want to know the facts. Yeah. I, what yeah. I'm not yeah. going to okay. do, and for the people that are not seeing this, put my finger in the air and lick my finger and say, yeah, I'm just feeling that you should do the <laughs> thing, girl, right? right? That's not going to work. They're not going to oh, believe no. me. I'm, there's no yeah, credibility yeah. there. Right. So, you know, I've been doing this work for 13 years. I've helped thousands of women, uh, you know, get their guy. I've seen it all. I've coached it all. But so 
not only is it my my coaching experience, but I read a, a ton of books. Like right next to me, there's about 150 dating books, right? That I think mm-hmm. is really important as you continue to do this work is to always, mm-hmm. I believe, always expand, think about new and different things that are happening. I do a lot of research. I'm all, I'm mm-hmm. girl. I'm Googled all day, every day. I am <laughs> looking at the, the most recent research studies, right? So recently mm-hmm. Match came out with a survey saying that 50% of their couples actually were not initially attracted to their guy, right? Or their person, mm-hmm. which is important when, mm-hmm. as you were saying, you have a type, right? Or a black king yeah. yeah. or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So part yeah, of right. understanding this mm-hmm. and convincing and creating buy-in with my clients is understanding that, these numbers don't come out of nowhere, right? That like, like right, a- yeah. there's actually data here to support why you should try to do that new thing. That's mm-hmm. what's really important mm-hmm. here. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I combine the qualitative and the quantitative um, and it's been really helpful for so many of my clients. Yeah. yeah. And there is a lot of data. There is a lot of research out there around Mm -hmm. modern dating, how it's changed, what's happening between races. Um, It is interesting. There is a lot of fact out there, but I know a lot of us want to just speak just from experience, but there is a lot of data, as you said, out there that can back up things that we're hearing from dating coaches or matchmakers, things like that. Totally. Yeah. Interesting. Um, and you, uh, in one of your viral TikTok videos, you did say that being selfish and self-centered is the key to attracting self-actualized men. Now, being selfish, right, is usually and often con- considered a bad word or an insult. Um, and s- could you just expound more on why you should start labeling yourself as like a selfish dater? Yeah. Well, as a woman, I think it's really important to understand. And it goes to the point that I was talking about earlier. The models that we have for our mothers and our grandmothers is that love equals self-sacrifice. And that if Mm -hmm. I am to be loving and to be loved, I have to give you everything. Right. And Mm -hmm. that's how people that's how men view women, right? As they think about their mm-hmm. relationships. Yeah. My mom did everything okay. for me. She she did. Yep. She worked five jobs and bent over backwards mm-hmm. and that equals love, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. What I want so many women out there to understand is that a guy that is self-actualized doesn't need you to take care of him. He can do mm-hmm. that for himself. Mm-hmm. And he's done the work mm-hmm. both externally and internally mm-hmm. where he just wants you to be there. Right. That actually mm-hmm. him pleasing you pleases him. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. So, for example, like, mm-hmm. yes, I'm sure it doesn't sound that way or, or look that way, but I actually have the masculine energy in my relationship. And <laughs> I pay for all the meals. I pay for all the travel. I, I just got tickets to Europe for my entire family. I would never have my partner do that. I w- mm-hmm. it would feel insulting. It pleases Mm, me to take mm -hmm. care of my partner and my family. And that is the true essence of masculine energy. And so Mm -hmm. when I tell Mm -hmm. women, yeah, don't do anything and just be Mm -hmm. focusing on yourself and your pleasure. And that is one of the best evaluation methods to actually understand if a man is going to be self-actualized and want to pursue you or not. That's what I mean by that. The men where you're doing the absolute most and trying to take care of them (laughs) 
and yeah. cooking for him and uh, giving him rides places and uh, letting him mm-hmm. stay over and things like that. Mm-hmm. That's not a self-actualized man. So when women come to me and they're like, I continue to like engage and attract these users and this toxic guys and these guys that are not yeah. providers. Yeah, girl, because you're overgiving and giving mm-hmm. is providing and providing is a masculine energetic trait. So we actually have to learn how to do it differently where we're just focused on ourselves and our pleasure and being happy and being able mm-hmm. to bring that essence to the relationship. Mm-hmm. So I just want to say, or ask, so it's because I also hear men say like they're looking for like a nurturer. I How does that? Just go say that girl. Yeah. I was just writing that <laughs> down. Like, Nurturing and providing seem like there's a, some overlap there. Yeah. What's the distinction, I guess? Yeah. I don't think so. Um, the way that I think about nurturing is more more emotional support, right? Okay. Versus providing, mm-hmm. there's a physicality involved there. Right. right? Yeah, so that. again, yeah. we're talking about masculine and feminine energy here. And mm-hmm. so when he has a really hard day at work, his natural inclination is going to want to go into his shell, right? And so when he wants the nurturer, he wants you to be able to say, hey, sounds like you're having a really hard time. Do you want to talk about it? Not, mm-hmm. I'm going to make you talk about it. Or I'm going to find solutions with you. He doesn't want that. Mm-hmm. He just mm-hmm. wants you to be. He doesn't need you to do, mm-hmm. right? And mm-hmm. so when okay. we're talking about nurturing, it's just being there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, the emotional versus the physicality between mm-hmm. nurture and provide that makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Okay. So let's get to the. Ads. But can I just say something? A lot of these men don't yes. even know what they want, so we can't really listen to them. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I don't think they know the difference. <laughs> I yeah, don't think I they know. I when you were talking about for us, literally, yeah. if you ask a guy, "Hey, what are you looking for?" He's gonna say whatever. And it's not even what he's really looking for, right? He doesn't yeah. know what he's looking for until he finds it, until he feels it, right? Yeah. It's men yeah. date mm-hmm. differently than women. They don't have a list, yeah. right? They're yeah. like dating you. Yeah. They're very much in the present moment. Did I have fun with this girl while I was dating her? Good. Let's do it again, right? But he's not yeah. like, yeah. does this girl have that nurturing that I'm looking for? Let me check the <laughs> box and rate her. Okay. She's an eight out of 10. No, they don't do that. So yeah. they don't know what they're looking for mm. until they find it. Mm-hmm. Mm. Mm. But it's important for us to know the difference in how we show up, like bringing the feminine, as you said, more of a feminine and emotional nurturing energy than um, what might be a natural inclination for a lot of women is to provide, to provide things, mm-hmm. things, meals, you know, making his life easier, you know, cleaning up the, you know, the room, like doing things that make his life yeah, easier, like mothering. actual doing. Yeah. Right. That, that borders on mothering. Very yeah. interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Definitely. Mm. Mm. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. We'll come, we'll actually, we'll come back to that. Um, <laughs> it seems to be like all about the apps these days, right? Yeah. Um, a lot of people, are going out, they're going to brunch, they're going to bars, and they're not getting approached the same way they used to because people can just go home and swipe. <laughs> and so how do you think how do you think we've evolved to this point? Because it seems to be especially post-COVID 
running rampant through society. Um, and how do you think men have just become a little bit lazier when they're out <laughs> with other people? Or is it a, is it a, um, a selection thing? Is it just that there's more women and so they know and they don't try when they're out? Yeah. So online, it's really interesting. You're right. Everybody was online. We didn't have anything to do during the pandemic. And yeah. it mm-hmm. actually, you know, there was still this sort of dating online was still a little weird, right? I don't know mm-hmm. if I'm really want to do it. Since everybody was on it, all that sort of feeling has really subsided. And there's not this like mm-hmm. shame that was there mm-hmm. even no. two or three years ago, right? It's mm-hmm. like, no, most mm-hmm. people are doing it. And before it was like, I think around 15% of people were finding their person online. Now it's up to like 40%. And so, wow. yeah, which is, and it's going to just continue to go jump. up, 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 and up. Yeah. Right. So um, it's easier it's more convenient. You mm-hmm. talked about our guys getting lazier offline. I don't think that that's the case. I actually think that men are very hypersensitive to being rejected and they're rejected. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Justine, there's something I got to get off my chest, girl. Tell me. I've been low-key struggling with my relationship with my phone and social media. Just the over-accessibility these devices create, this addiction to Instagram, Mm -hmm. the distraction from everyday life and the people closest to me, it's been really stressing me out. I'm not even going to lie. I mean, that makes sense. Content overload is very real, and staring at everybody's highlight reels can be overwhelming Mm. and can absolutely steal your joy and peace. We carry around different stressors, big and small. When we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get those things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. You all know we're huge advocates of therapy. We talk about it all the time on this podcast. It's been tremendously beneficial throughout different stages of my life and areas where I've needed help from eating disorders to new relationships to my ever-changing relationship with my family, therapy has really helped me to set boundaries and prioritize my self-care. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash 2BG1R today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash 2BG1R. 90% of the time. All the time. Mm -hmm. Women, actually, a lot of women don't really understand that. And so Mm -hmm. what is actually happening is that 
they are, and sorry about that. I live in a city. I don't know what else to do <laughs> about okay. that. We do too. <laughs> um, they're not approaching you because they don't want to be rejected, right? Mm-hmm. We're living in a post Me Too environment. So they also don't want to be considered mm-hmm. a perv or a harasser. Mm-hmm. And we're also mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. this environment, a post pandemic environment where there's just a level of whether consciously or subconsciously, Mm-hmm. This like space, personal <laughs> space, yeah, that I'm yeah. not going to encroach upon. Interesting, and that yeah, is something true. that isn't, and that's one of the reasons why these guys are not approaching you in the way that they did back in '95 yeah. or 2002, <laughs> right? Where mm-hmm. you would, I don't know where you all are from, but walk down the street in Atlanta and somebody would talk to you or grab your arm or mm-hmm. something like that. That's not happening yeah, so a anymore. a lot of physic- physical Correct. interaction. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. The online dating helps them engage with you without necessarily being a super perv. Uh, but mm-hmm, here's the mm-hmm. thing that I think is really important for mm-hmm. women specifically to understand while they're online dating I think a lot of women think that oh, these guys are so lazy while they're online. They just say, Hey, or Hey, beautiful or something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. Yeah. I want to just offer that they're not necessarily being lazy per se. They're mm-hmm. sending that message to 20, 30, 40 women at a time. And yeah. whoever's coming mm-hmm. back to them, that's who they're engaging with. So I just want to offer that they're actually working harder to protect themselves from full on rejection. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas, mm-hmm. Women are looking at every profile, reading it all the way through, right? Seeing, do I have some things in common with him or not? So men and women are online dating completely differently. Yeah, it doesn't Mm -hmm. mean that they're lazier. It just means that they're protecting their heart a little bit more. So that's why I always say, respond to those, hey, or hey, beautifuls, right? And then see where Mm -hmm. he takes it or, you know, runs where that conversation goes. Yeah. So I did have a question about that because I, mm-hmm. I, so I met my husband on Hinge. I did the online dating thing for years. So I'm like very well versed in that space. And probably one of the most annoying things was getting the copy paste. Hey, beautiful. Closed period. No question. No nothing beyond <laughs> that. Um, and you're saying that's essentially what guys are doing. They're just sending a bunch of these messages and then they're, you know, engaging with the ones to actually write them back. Those messages irk the hell, like they irked the (laughs) hell out of me. (laughs) And I feel like they irk a lot of women, you know, friends in my space or in my life who are dating on the apps. So you're saying we should engage with those? Like, how do we deal with those? Because when I get those messages, hey, beautiful, period, I I just see that as lazy, unintentional. I don't want to deal with him. I understand that. But that's why I'm giving you the yeah. context in terms of the fact that he's actually not overall lazy, that actually he's working mm-hmm. much harder than if he were just sending you that message. That's why I say respond to that message and then see where he takes it from there. I'm not saying okay. do additional labor and pull the conversation forward, which is what a lot of women are actually doing, which is is the thing that annoys them and exhausts them. I'm saying when he says, hey, beautiful, yeah. say, hey, thanks for the message. How are you? And then see where he goes from there. Right? Yeah. Okay. That, that's yeah. all I'm saying here. Yeah. yeah. What I think is really important to understand, especially with online dating, is that um, this isn't a fairy tale. And that actually <laughs> finding your person is not the romantic part. 
the online dating and the app is a, a vehicle to help you find your person, right? So mm-hmm. we have mm-hmm. to think about it like that. Once we mm-hmm. actually are matching with the person and getting to know them, that's the romantic part. So part mm-hmm. of this is, you know, part of the reaction to a message like that is, that's not romantic, right? Mm-hmm. We have to let mm-hmm. that go. It's not Disney. It's not a Hallmark movie, right? That actually this is, let's find people, see if we connect. And then once we connect and, and really are a match, us getting to know each other, that's the romantic part. So I just want to kind of reframe mm-hmm how mm-hmm, so many people mm-hmm, are mm-hmm. dating because they're yeah. thinking we're going to have a Disney romance and that's not what this is about. Right. Yeah. yeah. I th- Yeah. I think that's so important that we reframe it in that way. Cause I feel like a lot of people who are, uh, who hate the apps or turned off by the apps or don't want to get on the apps. It's because they're forgetting the part about it being a vehicle to find somebody. They're, it's not, yeah. They're making yeah. it personal. This is, it's not, it's really, yes. it's actually not, it's not personal, personal at all. Yeah. It's only personal yeah. until I always tell my clients, because when they start my program, that's, that's how, mm-hmm. what, that's what they're giving. That's the energy that they have. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. like, girl, mm-hmm. we don't know this guy. We know one to 3% of him. Yeah. Right. So we yeah. can't make certain assumptions about him. If you want to put your money on this horse race, right. On this horse, let's wait until date mm-hmm. six. Right. And then we can truly evaluate. Right. Is this person for me or not? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Do you work with any clients who refuse to get on the apps? And if so, like, how do you advise them or how else are they dating and meeting? I don't work with clients that don't want to get on the apps because I just flat out don't work with them. I don't work with them. Wow. No convincing. I don't. Girl, I've been doing this for 13 years. (laughs) Like, I, 85 to 90 percent get their guy in my six month program. Why would I shift what I'm doing? Right. Mm-hmm. If you don't want to do it, that's fine. You get to manage your love life in the way that you want to manage it. I always think it's great to diversify, right? To do it both online mm-hmm. and offline. Why? Right. Because, you know, I, cre- I created a strategy to help my clients online date. And through that strategy, mm-hmm. we are going to learn how to be more vulnerable, how to set mm-hmm. more boundaries. And when mm-hmm. you don't, mm-hmm. when you take that out of the mix, you don't get to do that work, right? Okay. So that mm-hmm. means that you don't become the woman that's ready for the best relationship of your life within my program. Mm-hmm. So that's why, like, girl, I can take the mm-hmm. apps or leave them. I don't really care about them. I just know that they're mm-hmm. such a great training ground to help okay, you right. become the woman that's ready for the best relationship of her life. Right. And as we talk about apps versus matchmakers, that level, that quantity that you're able to have those conversations on the app is such a game changer for understanding who the hell you are in these dating streets. Right. Mm -hmm. What sort of how you perform. Right. Because sometimes so many women are conditioned to perform for men. So how you're Mm -hmm. actually performing and how to stop that. Right. Mm -hmm. How to set boundaries with guys that are coming at you all kinds of different ways, right? Mm-hmm. Having and being able to be in practice of those things are priceless. That's why I'm always going to be a fan for the apps, but also mm-hmm. get outside, right? Do those things right. that you want to do um, every week, whether it's working out, whether it's intramural sports, whether it's a hiking group or book club, whatever charity, whatever you love to do mm-hmm. and meet people outside as well. Right. Mm-hmm. It's not an either or. 
it's a both mm-hmm. and. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I've always, as much as dating on the apps was like so treacherous when it was, it's, I always said it was great practice. It was such a playground for myself Mm -hmm. to learn about myself, but also just like play around with dating and, and learn what I want, what I don't want. And to completely remove that opportunity from yourself, you're, you're just kind of doing a disservice, I feel like to yourself. Totally agree. Yeah. And it's probably worse for women who there are so many of us who are black, brown, grew up in white spaces and did not have that same practice when we were younger, as you spoke of at the playground. Yeah. You know, (laughs) so now you get the playground, the actual playground in your phone at 25. Yeah. And those non-men of of color, right, are going to Mm -hmm. be more apt Mm -hmm. to reach out to you online than to walk up to you offline for sure. very and true. Say, yes. hello yeah. they're not going to do that so true they're not going I've to i've never been hit on by a white man ever <laughs> Just in my oh, life yeah. never but online yeah. gives them a safe space and a, a bit of anonymity yeah. to be able to at least start and initiate and then see what goes from there mm-hmm. yeah makes a lot of sense it sure does sure <laughs> does um what are your favorite and least favorite dating apps for black and brown women. I believe you've done a TikTok on this, but it's yeah, yeah. on the pod. So um, I love Match, mm-hmm. OkCupid, okay if you're a bit of an intellectual snob and there's a bit more quirkiness mm-hmm. and more liberal there. Um, match mm-hmm, is good mm-hmm. for women that are 30 plus. Um, okay. I also like Coffee Meets Bagel. There are certain cities where it hits, other cities that it doesn't. So like Chicago, like all of my clients uh, in Chicago go on Coffee Meets Bagel and they find their guy. I don't know what it is, but like Coffee Meets Bagel in Chicago hits. Um, And then Mm -hmm. uh, secondarily, Hinge. Hinge was amazing during the pandemic. Pandemic. Mm -hmm. It has... Mm -hmm tanked quite a bit. I think a lot of those lazier, mm-hmm. toxic narc guys that were on Bumble have started to come onto Hinge and it really just hasn't uh, been hitting no. the way that it has used to. Damn. So okay. Hinge isn't so great in some of those major cities, right? But in some of the like, you know, I, and I'm not saying this in a, a shady way, but some of those B and C level cities, like Hinge is still mm-hmm. a really great app to be on. So like if you're in St. Louis, great, you should be yeah. on Hinge. But if you're in right. Atlanta, mm-hmm. don't go on Hinge, girl. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so those are those are my Damn. top um, okay. dating apps. Definitely do not want you to be on Bumble because um, mm. I don't want women of color doing more oh, labor and more work. Reaching it out for more. Yeah. Stereotype, <laughs> and it sets a precedent yeah. for the entire relationship. There are only a yeah. few cities that I want you to be on Bumble on. And those are the tech okay. cities. The Seattle, okay. the Bay Areas, uh, that the Austins, and even a little yeah. bit of the NYC. Why? Because okay. some of those engineer and those tech guys are going to be a little bit shyer. They're going to be on yeah. Bumble. And guess yeah. what? Yeah. Having an engineering husband is great. So Money in the bank. So, <laughs> for a variety of different reasons. Yeah. So yeah. Um, yeah. those yeah. are the only cities that I would say be on Bumble on. Got it. Mm. Wow, that's, that's interesting. A good tip. That, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, when you review your clients' dating profiles, or do you just like scrap it and you like make a whole new one for them? Like, what are the first things you're looking out for, correcting that they're doing 
does the that work that you're talking about, does it start there yeah. when you're creating the profile? Yeah. So the first thing mm-hmm. I do is I, I sit down with them just to get to know them a little bit more. They do a couple of worksheets mm-hmm. so I know them, kind of their experiences as well as what their life looks like now. And then we do a couple of editing rounds. I have a variety of different samples in my online course and my program. So they get uh, inspiration and they have explanations in terms of what you should do and why you should do it, right? So something that I'm looking for in the profile, let's start with pictures. We want to have obviously around six pictures, uh, four of them kind of more portrait, two of them full body. Um, Mm -hmm. I always tell my clients, put a black and white one in there. You can always change it. It gets about 108% more likes. Um, it, it's, it's, mm. it cha- it's, a, mm. it's a game changer, right? It's very different than everybody else. It differentiates yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. never, never have any pictures of you with sunglasses, no yeah. buck faces. Like, I need to see teeth. <laughs> I need to see mm. eyes in every picture. Yeah. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. The research says that warmth in a picture does much Mm -hmm. better than sexiness. Yeah. Mm, So you want to show warmth. Uh, You don't want to show skin. So no cleavage, no high leg. And that's not me being approved. That's just me protecting you from the pervs who want to use you for your body. Exactly. Right. So, um, you know, so that's why I say that more than anything. Girl, where would you want to wear at the end of the day? (laughs) Mm -hmm. So that's what I'm looking for, for the pictures. Also, you know, I work with, okay high achieving women. And so oftentimes they have a lot of pictures when they're traveling. Girl, don't put six pictures of you traveling, girl. Maybe one. It comes off as Mm -hmm. a bit braggadocious, but also Uh when men are looking at your picture, they're looking at whether they can envision themselves in your everyday life. Life. So you don't want to put on any airs. You want to be, you want to have a picture of you at a restaurant. You want to have a picture of Mm -hmm. you doing a hobby. You want to have a picture of you cozy at home watching a movie, right? Like Mm -hmm. you want to have a picture of you in your car, just chilling, right? Like so many people are like, should mm-hmm. I get my pictures done professionally? No, girl, don't go to mm-hmm. don't go to Sears portraits, girl, and get their pictures done. <laughs> Not Sears girl, just portraits. just girl, everyday life. Yeah. Everyday. Yeah. Something for you mm-hmm. to think about. Yeah. In the actual profile. One of the things that I'm seeing, especially for the prompts in apps like Hinge and Bumble, is that many people are answering the what, but not the why. So what's mm-hmm. what's mm-hmm. your, you know, top love language? Oh, my top love language is quality time. Yeah, girl, but why? We have to be able to answer the why. Why is that important to you? So you need to think about when you're answering those prompts. Answer the why, not just the what, okay? Mm -hmm. And then thirdly, in Mm -hmm. the actual profile text, um, I think it's really important to um, ask questions, within your profile to engage mm-hmm, the reader, mm-hmm. right? Your online profile is not to find your husband. Your The objective of your profile is to start conversation. That's right. it. Okay. So to right. engage yeah. in the profile, right? If you're mm-hmm. saying, you know, when I'm not working, I love to meditate and go hiking and I love going mm-hmm. to festivals and concerts, there should be a follow-up question after that. What do you like to do during the weekend? So that when they reach out to you, they're saying, hey, I love doing this on the weekend. And then you already have a conversation yes. going. Right? right. Yeah. Many of these profiles yep. are stale as all hell. And <laughs> yeah. it makes it hard to start that conversation. 
conversation. Versus, yeah. I got, I, I have three yeah. to four questions that I'm asking you. You can grasp onto one and run with it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. But those are just some t- tips that I give many of my yeah. clients as they start to do their profiles. Right. I I just want to reiterate what you said, because I think that's so important. Again, another reframing that the profile is not to get a husband. Mm-hmm. It's simply mm-hmm. to engage in conversation, mm-hmm. just taking that pressure off. It's similar because I used to work in career counseling and we used to talk about the resume in the same way. Like your resume is not for you to get a job. It's for you to get an interview. So just reframe mm-hmm. it. And that can help just the expectations, the pressure, just so much. Yeah. I love that. I've never heard that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I haven't heard that either. Especially on something that's so data driven. Like when we interviewed the guy mm-hmm. from OK Cupid, we were like, "Oh, this is a data company." <laughs> Straight <laughs> well, up, I, you know, very much so. I've had a lot of clients, and they've actually mm-hmm. documented this. And uh, what they've seen is that they've had to get, have at least a hundred conversations on the app mm. to actually meet their person. Mm. And many, many women out there are actually stopping their online dating at conversation 30, 40, or 50. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. And yep. it's uh, it's important to understand that out of the 100 conversations that you're going to have, you're only going to have a date three or more with only about three of them. Right. So mm-hmm. I'm saying all of that because I think it's important to relieve the pressure and to think that every conversation that you're going to have is going to be the one because it's not. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I say that to depersonalize the experience and give some perspective around what the data actually says. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The other thing that I was saying really quickly was that, you know, a lot of people go hard on the apps on it all day, every day for a week and then get burnt out. This is a marathon. It's not a sprint. Right. So mm-hmm. I always say 10 minutes in the morning, 10 minutes in the evening. Mm-hmm. That's really it more than anything else. Mm-hmm. And to have regular breaks every six weeks, because um, every month the algorithm is going to show you new and different mm-hmm. things. And sometimes it's really good to actually put it on pause and have mm-hmm. the algorithm recalibrate itself. Okay. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I think the recalibration and then just the fatigue too, like the swiping all day, every day, you you definitely get a fa- like a swiping fatigue. So just taking 100%. that break for yourself, yeah. Mm-hmm. And it makes a lot of sense too why if women have to have 100 conversations, men probably have to have 200. <laughs> yeah. So it makes yep. a lot of sense why they're doing 30 Hey Beautifuls a day mm. because they're trying to get to their person faster. <laughs> that's and right. And that's how they're working towards it. That makes a lot of mm. sense. Um, and speaking of these kind of numbers and how you explain that, it's interesting because when I was watching Jewish matchmaking, a girl actually said that exact same scenario. She broke it down to statistics. She was like, if you swipe on 100 guys, yeah. then you'll maybe talk to 50. And then out of 50, you'll maybe have a second conversation right. with 20. And then out of 20, then maybe five will ask for your number. And then out of the five, three will get, like she broke yeah, it all the way down the great. same way you did, which I thought was so interesting and so cool. Um, but a lot of people probably thought she was lying. <laughs> and like she was exaggerating, it's, but she it's, wasn't. It's the truth. And the reason I say this also is because a lot of people want to have a hyper filter when they're yeah. online dating. Yeah. And they're not right. even getting to 100 conversations because they <laughs> right. think that they're better than everybody else. <laughs> yeah. So yep. let's just call yep. a thing a yep. thing. <laughs> so yeah. what happens yep. is that they have five conversations and they're like, there's nobody out here for me. Yeah. Yes. You actually have to widen right. your net when it comes to online dating. 
I get women into relationships every week. 95% of the time, the guy that they're with is not their type. So I want us to be open to the fact that maybe your type is not your type. And you have to widen Mm. your search on these online dating apps to be able to experience someone who might be your person. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so that's Mm -hmm. what I think is really important here Mm -hmm. more than anything else. Yeah. 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 But if you're super picky, you never get to that point. And then, you know what the crazy thing about being super picky is, and this happens for really high achieving people, Mm -hmm. is that Mm -hmm. it actually works against you because then what will happen is you'll find someone who is perfect on paper and then you will Mm -hmm. grasp onto that person because you're like, oh my God, I'm never going to find a person that's kind of like this. And it will open yourself up to not great behavior and you will end up justifying a lot of different things because you're like, oh my God, I have this scarcity mindset because there's no guy that has a graduate degree like me and does, and is a Christian person and da, 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 da. Mm -hmm. So you will grasp onto that person and you will allow Mm -hmm. subpar behavior because of what the guy represents instead of actually mm-hmm. honoring the behavior and not the resume. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's a good one. I've never heard being picky equated with having a scarcity mindset. And yeah. I think that's a really interesting and valuable takeaway. Mm-hmm. Um, that if you are being picky, you're actually thinking that there's just no one out there for you and probably that your shit doesn't. Stay. Yeah. <laughs> but no, and I'm really not saying don't have standards, too. right? Yeah, I'm yeah, not, exactly. not saying yeah. that at all. Cause you know how yeah. some people like to mm-hmm, interpolate, <laughs> you know, uh-huh, and, and uh-huh, infer things. Uh-huh, no girl. Uh-huh, uh-huh. No, yeah. this is, this is a self-protection mechanism. Right. This is about yeah. having a lack of intimacy mm-hmm. and not really putting ourselves fully out there and connecting yeah. with other human beings. Right. And that's the work. Right. Mm-hmm. That's the right. Right. Yeah. Right. Yep. So you're talking a lot about like widening your nets. Um, we've spoken a little bit about, um, you know, black women being open to dating outside their race. Um, I'm even thinking just of the women in my life, you know, and I've been on their ad, like, you know, I've taken their phone and swiped through to see who's there. And it seems like everyone complains about their dating pool. They're like, it's filled with duds. I'm not mean anybody good. It's just a whole bunch of duds. Um, but we're having this conversation about widening your widening your net and kind of like bringing in less duds or just giving yourself opportunities for more. Is it just from a racial perspective, being more open to non-black men? Is it an age perspective? When you say widen your nets so we don't have as many duds and give ourselves more opportunities, what where where does it start? Great question. First of all, we can't do anything about the duds. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Most of the single mm-hmm. men out there are not ready for a relationship. Mm-hmm. I think it's really important to understand that. And that's part of the love game. Those are part mm-hmm. of the love statistics, right? Mm-hmm. 80% of those guys, they're not ready. Mm-hmm. They're not ready. Mm-hmm. So as you level up, part of this work is leveling up so that you can be attracting people that are also at the same vibration frequency level that you're at. Mm -hmm. And that the duds don't affect you. What's happening Mm -hmm. for so many people is that it's actually affecting them. I always tell my clients, like, you know, 
I think of my clients as like Harvard, right? They don't freak out when someone applies to them and they don't have the qualification. They just say, hey, we're not accepting you, right? And mm-hmm. they move on. And you have to mm-hmm. do the same thing when it comes to dating, specifically online dating. What generally happens is that so many women will, and I speak for women because that's who I coach, will personalize it. Oh my God, like, oh, there's nobody out here. There are a lot of applicants. It doesn't mean you have to accept them. And and honoring the fact that most of the guys are not going to be it. Mm. There's not going to be a match for you. I'm hoping can be quite freeing, mm. right? And to let ourselves go and from this idea that it's going to be easy to find our person, right? Mm. Because when you engage with each and every person thinking that he's going to be the one, you're going to be disappointed 97% yeah. of the time. And that's the stuff that makes dating exhausting and yeah. tiring and disappointing. Instead of being your full authentic self, talking your ish, having fun and seeing who rides with it and who doesn't mm-hmm, mm-hmm. ultimately. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this isn't about minimizing the duds. Mm-hmm. This is about, this is about understanding that they're there engaging with them to see if they're fully dead or not, and then moving on, right? Because so many people, you know, our profiles are not ourselves. And so you have to actually get to know these people before um, making that determination, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I always tell clients, uh, I recommend a phone or a FaceTime date before you even go out on a physical date with anyone. That is a requirement. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Okay. Is that to make sure they're not being catfished or is that just catfished? To... But also I want to make sure that you like this person. Anybody can represent mm. themselves in yeah. a chat. Right? right. But like actually getting on the phone or talking to them on zoom, very different experience at which mm. point we can start to analyze, okay, do I want to actually see this person or not? Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Mm. I think it's important for women to understand that they control the pace and the depth of all of their romantic yeah. relationships. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. A lot mm-hmm. of guys will want to go out with you physically, right? Because it's mm-hmm. easier to hook up with you potentially. Right. No, yeah. slow it down. It will help you evaluate whether these men are actually caring or giving a shit about you or not mm-hmm. <laughs> at mm-hmm. the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Please. You, it's, it, it's really interesting. Let a guy know, Hey, really enjoying this. I don't want to go out with you right now. I'd love to have a phone call first. I'm available at seven tonight or 8 PM tomorrow. Let me know what works for you and see Mm -hmm. if he is actually a man of his word. Mm -hmm. Most Mm -hmm. of the time, two thirds of the time, they will not call you on time. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. They will Mm -hmm. miss a call. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. This man can't call you on time. You should not be going out with him. Mm -hmm. Right. This is how we vet in a way yeah. that is going to help you find your guy. And there's so many other opportunities. And this is what I teach in my program. So, but thinking and learning how to date is super important, especially as it pertains to online dating. Mm-hmm. Because if you mm-hmm. don't have a strategy, you'll be in the pool of 80% thinking yeah. that nobody's out there for you. But you don't have a strategy. Yeah. So how can you right. actually get out of the 80% and just focus on the 20%? And that's what I help my clients do. Mm-hmm. Right, mm. right. Yeah. And these apps are now data collection apps. They're like, but, not- but that's what dating is. Da- dating yeah. is data data collection. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. That's yeah. it. Right. Yeah. Wow. I myself, I I don't think I ever did like a phone call or a FaceTime before, but I think it's such a smart strategic move because, as you said, mm-hmm. most 
men, I don't know the percentages, but most men are not serious. So you got to mm-hmm. set up your own like vetting process. And maybe the first date shouldn't be the vetting process. There should be like a layer yeah. before that. So you're also protecting your time and space. And, and phone calls then, easy. And what happens is when you actually get to the physical phone day, you uh, physical date, you've mm-hmm. already had this interaction with him. So right. some of those mm-hmm. first date nerves yeah. go out mm-hmm. the window and then yeah. you can have mm-hmm. a full-fledged date without... A, a, a minimization of some of those awkward moments or pauses or things like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. Yeah. These are great, Anwar. Thank you so much. Um, so let's go on to matchmakers and matchmaking services. We know that um, you have some strong opinions about matchmakers. We're going to get to that. <laughs> but in the matchmaking community, what we found as we've watched these shows is that it really feels like your mom is setting you up. And we talked earlier about the judgment of that. Um, Natasha and I have shared our stories about our moms trying to set us up in extremely aggressive manners <laughs> to men who may or may not even be viable to be set up with. Um, and while it's sometimes amazing to have somebody who is culturally aligned with you, whether that be uh, with religion or race or whatever the case is, it can come off kind of patriarchal or rooted in white supremacy when you give some of the tips that we see Auntie Seema, Patty Stanger um, give on TV. Um, So what is, let's start off with what is your experience with matchmakers and how you feel? So I have a lot of uh, colleagues that are dating coaches, matchmakers, or former matchmakers. And what Mm -hmm. they have told me is that generally the success rate is quite low. Mm, Right. And, um, I'm not in it to win it. So I don't know the exact statistics, but some of my clients have said, depending on the agency that they're working for, success rate is around 5%, right? And like I was like I was telling you before, I, I think that women are their own best matchmakers. Mm-hmm. And ultimately what I want my clients and all of the women out there to understand is that dating is a great opportunity to get become one and aligned with your intuition, right? And mm-hmm. when you have a matchmaker in place, it robs you of the opportunity to really hone that mm-hmm. ultimately. Mm-hmm. And so uh, it's, I'm not surprised that a lot of these matchmaking shows on TV are culturally specific, right? Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. as you've mm-hmm. said it, this is mother energy, and mm-hmm. Jewish moms and Indian moms and uh, probably next they'll have Nigerian moms or <laughs> Ghanaian moms mm-hmm. have a very strong tie to their sons, mm-hmm. do a mm-hmm. lot for their sons. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, no shade. You don't, you don't want a mama's boy. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> no, but uh, in terms of matchmaking, being more serious here. Mm-hmm. Um I think that it's in the training and in the practice that you can find yourself as a woman in these romantic streets. And with the dating, with a matchmaker, sometimes it's hard to really hone that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that ultimately, guess what? A, ma- a great matchmaker can find you a- amazing people to partner with, but no mm-hmm. shade. If you're still a judgmental bitch, it's not going to work. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. you've got to still do the work regardless of whether they're bringing amazing people to you or not and that, mm-hmm. i'm sure you've right. seen that on <laughs> some of these episodes mm-hmm. yeah 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 and yeah i think the 
as you um, as you're pointing out, like the kind of robbing you of sitting with your intuition. I think another kind of like problem we see with the matchmakers is they focus very much on what the men want and like how to fall in love with a man. This is what men want. Um, this is what you need to change. This is what you, this is how you need to present yourself. It comes from such a male perspective, as you said, like the mom, the Jewish mom, the Indian mom, they're very protective of the son. Um, and that doesn't really put the woman, if we're talking about setting up a woman with a man specifically, doesn't put the woman in the driver's seat or as the priority at all. Um, yeah. but yet you're yeah. hiring her to do that. Like <laughs> it just seems odd. Yeah. <laughs> Very cultural. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Whereas yeah. maybe yeah. more so in uh, more of these Western societies where women have so much more agency and financial independence and are not going mm-hmm. to sit into some of these more traditional gender roles, it might not work out as much. Mm-hmm. Right. Yep. And I just want to, for the women of color out there that are listening, uh, traditionally, matchmaking has not been really great for them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right so i think so, so many times we're thinking about when we think about matchmaking we think oh that can work out for me too no mm. <laughs> not necessarily right mm. i i have heard some and again i don't have the t- statistics here this is all information that has been shared with me because guess what my clients actually do a lot of matchmaking before they come to me come to you mm-hmm. yeah. and you know what they tell yep. me they couldn't find they couldn't find someone that actually was able to understand me, right? right. That oftentimes mm-hmm. racially speaking, yeah. their Rolodex is not there, right? Mm-hmm. They want a mm-hmm. diverse set of individuals. It's not there, mm-hmm. right? And mm-hmm. then if they do find someone, maybe it's a, a, a white man and there's a disconnect there mm-hmm. that is hard to actually overcome. Mm-hmm. So those are some of the things that I'm hearing, especially for women of color that have tried matchmaking services in the past. Um, but, mm-hmm. you know, every individual is different and has their own experiences. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. For sure. mm-hmm. um, so while we're on Auntie Seema from Indian Matchmaking, she has a very famous rule that you're only going to get 60 to 70 percent of the qualities you want in a match for many of us that feels like settling 60 to 70 percent doesn't sound like a great thing i should be striving for what are your thoughts on that guideline and that um that thought process from auntie sima i think she's 100 percent right Mm -hmm. i think that Mm -hmm. if you have a list of 20 Mm -hmm. your person is going to have 13 of those things Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and um what i love about dating and relationships is that it it helps you expand your capacity for love and Mm -hmm. love Mm -hmm. is acceptance. Love is Mm -hmm. being able to Mm -hmm. accept that other person for their true humanness, right? No one is perfect. And that's why I was saying, this isn't Disney. This isn't a Hallmark movie. This is reality. And this is what it really looks Mm -hmm. like. Is it, am I saying to settle? No. But what I am saying is that we have to prioritize and weight the things that actually truly matter to us. A lot of people mm-hmm. on their list have a lot of wants, but not actual needs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. when we talk about the 60 to 70%, what we are saying is that the 60 and 70% actually fulfill the needs, but you might not get all the wants that you want. And that's okay too. Mm-hmm. 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 So it's making a distinction, which Auntie Seema doesn't do. <laughs> she just says 60 to 70%, that's it. But the distinction that the 60 to 70% is... 
um, ideally your needs and the rest that are falling by the wayside, that 30% are probably your wants that probably aren't top priorities for you when you really sit and think about it. Yeah. I mean, here's the thing, for example, right. Uh, you know, for me, my dad abandoned me when I was in fourth grade. So reliability, mm-hmm. consistency, and dependability was something mm-hmm. that was a need I had to have. So when mm-hmm. my partner would answer each and every one of my calls, and yes, I'm, I'm that crazy girl who was calling five times a day or whatever, that meant a lot to me. That's mm-hmm. a need mm-hmm. that I needed to have, have. But guess what? Uh, I wanted my partner to be 6'2", like myself, light-skinned with blue eyes. My partner is 5'8", mm-hmm. French Canadian white man who is very round, <laughs> right? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Guess what? It's not a need. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. not a need because, yeah. and this is how I I I teach my clients to date. I want you dating thirty to forty years from now. Are you going to care if he has mm. a six pack thirty yeah. to forty yeah. years from now? Are right. you going to care that he's six feet or versus five nine? Right. No, you're going to care yeah. about whether he treats you like a queen. Mm-hmm. That's it. Period. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Yep. True that. Yeah, we get we yep. get in our own yep. ways, man. We be getting in our own ways. <laughs> <laughs> um. So some other rules that other famous matchmakers have have has had. Um. Aliza from Jewish Matchmaking said, "Date them till you hate them," which we think is a great rule. And then Patty has a rule: no sex before monogamy. I remember she would like chant that with pom poms. Do you have any rules with your clients that are akin to these? Do you like these rules? Like, what do you think about about these? So I also recommend uh, not being intimate until exclusivity. I'm Mm -hmm. a man. I can't say anything about what a woman is going to do with her body. You get y'all get to do whatever the hell you want. It's just my recommendation Mm -hmm. as a dating coach. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, Why? men's hormones, their vasopressin, it's a bonding hormone, will actually decrease when you're intimate with him. A lot of women mm. think that if I hook up with him, if I'm with mm-hmm. him, he's going to like me more when actually mm-hmm. chemically he's going to like you less and mm. it's going to make him step away from you. That's and true. when you do that, there's no incentive for him to actually want to be exclusive with you, right? right. If that is your yeah. ultimate goal. So that yep. that's why I say that more than anything else. Um, so mm-hmm. in terms of that, that's great. Um, in terms of date them until you hate them, um, I'm not I'm not fully on board with that. And the reason mm-hmm. that I say that is because you shouldn't have to get to such a low point to let a guy go, right? I think of dating as poker, right? That you have to fold most of your hands if you want to be successful here. And the mm-hmm. faster you do that, the better. But what mm. this what this rule is saying to me is that I have to wait a longer period of time to be 100% sure that he's not my guy. But guess what? I just need you to be about 20% sure, right? If it doesn't mm-hmm. feel good to you. And again, this work is about being able to trust yourself mm-hmm. and your intuition. Because y'all know when it's not it, it's not it, right? Yeah. But yeah. You yeah. Sh- I don't think that you should have to wait until you hate him to be able to <laughs> let him go. Mm-hmm. Right. You should be able to say, right. mm, you know, I'm not feeling good about this. I'm going to step away. Wish mm-hmm. you the best of yeah. luck. It's yeah. just not for me. And that's okay. Mm-hmm. That's a snippet of this week's episode. For the full episode and bonus episodes and videos, join our amazing community on Patreon at patreon.com backslash two black girls, one rose. See you next week. 
Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.